Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. All right, faithful. How is everybody doing? I'm your host, as always, John Chapman with the 49ers Rush Podcast. And as you can see, my live listeners, viewers, all those things, we have a guest. And this is an awesome guest. Uh, somebody that I would consider a friend, even if it's just through social media. This is Crystal. I'm going to mess this up. Score? Did I, how'd I do? Did I, right? You got it. Yeah, nailed it. All right, it's the little things in life. And for a teacher that can honestly say somebody's last name correctly, that's as good as it gets because I've butchered so many names in my time. 15 years <laughs> teacher, I've messed up a lot of people. Now, um, Crystal is absolutely incredible. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen her around on Twitter and social media. A very positive person, uh, brings a lot of positive energy to the 49ers faithful. And you can check out some of her work. Her blog is northernfaithful.com. Uh, now, hold on. I got to ask a question about this. Uh, okay. Northern Faithful, we got to learn. One of my favorite things to do is we learned, one, how people became fans of the 49ers, and two, the faithful from afar, people that are outside of the United States and kind of their journey to get here. So walk us through how you became a member of the faithful and your blog. Yeah, so this is a story I've told a couple times, and I sometimes get you know pooped on for this, but... I was just like back in 2011, not really following football that much. I was way more into hockey. I'm from Canada. I'm sure a lot of people can hear my accent. Uh, Huge Vancouver Canucks girl. I grew up, you know, in Vancouver. I love the Canucks, love hockey. My parents are both Italian, so we were a big soccer family as well. Um, And football just wasn't my thing, really. We have CFL, but CFL is not that great. Um, But 
yeah, so I started dating this guy back in 2011, the Alex Smith days, and he showed me the 49ers. He was a huge 49ers fan. Uh, he, I'll never forget, he like pulled up a YouTube video of a compilation of Patrick Willis, oh just like gosh. all the best hits of Patrick Willis, and it was incredible. And I just fell in love. Like I, I saw Patrick Willis, I was like, who is this guy? He seems like the most incredible athlete. Uh, and then what really did it for me was when his E60 documentary came out. And we learned a little bit about, you know, the player behind or outside of the field. And that's something that I've kind of focused my career around, you know, telling stories that go beyond the football field, that go beyond the sport um, because of players like Patrick Willis. So I was actually going through something similar, not with my family, but with the guy right. that showed me the Niners, which is kind of ironic. Um, and just watching Patrick Willis and how he got through what he went through when he was younger, it was very inspiring. And made me fall in love with the sport and more importantly with the 49ers. So oh, that's I love I it, man. Oh, yeah, it gets me excited because I remember being a middle or a high school, like football player played linebacker and seeing oh, Patrick God. Willis with that club on and yeah. just like the old miss highlights and all those things. I, I was such a fan of that dude. And man, he's so close to getting the hall of fame. I think he's still got a couple more years because we've got <sighs> some other older 49ers that are going to get votes, which is dumb. Uh, Should have been a first ballot. I love that guy. Can't wait to see him in Canton. Um, now, you can follow Crystal on Twitter as well, at Crystal Score, which is S-C-U-O-R. Uh, yeah. Dyslexic Chapman. I did it. I made it. I got through the name. So those are some places to check her out. Now, uh, we're going to be covering some free agency stuff, some Jimmy stuff, all kinds of different things, and also hashtag uh, CC. All my Countdown Crew people, we're giving away another shirt today. So here's what I need you guys to do. I need you to head to whatever social media you have, whether that's Facebook, whether that's you know, Twitter, Instagram, don't care. I need you to tag me and just say, hey, listening to at John Chapman, wherever you're listening, and we're going to be picking a winner to give away a T-shirt today. We're doing 10 straight episodes of giveaways. This is number two, so go check that out. So Crystal, all right, here we go. We got to start off with this one. Deshaun Watson, uh, <laughs> which it's it's like the the relationship you just can't get out of because we had Deshaun Watson rumors before we ever had Trey Lance, and then of course all the legal proceedings come up and all that stuff, and thought for sure we were done with that once we drafted Trey Lance, but uh, now it's back. And Eric, he says, you know, Deshaun Watson rumors coming to the Niners. Is it true? Let's talk about this. Crystal, what are your initial thoughts whenever you keep hearing people bringing up Deshaun Watson to the 49ers? My initial thoughts are clickbait. I just think that, I mean, I didn't really hear much about Deshaun Watson to the Niners until today. And I think it was Jordan Schultz that put out a tweet and everybody on Twitter lost their mind. It was like, oh my God, he's meeting with the Niners. Uh, have we confirmed if they have met with him or not? I know some no. people were tracking their the private jet and I know he was meant to go meet with the Browns and people literally had photos of when his private jet was touching down in these certain areas and when I don't know, it was all this stuff. So I don't know if it's confirmed that he met with them, but from what I've seen and like Matt Mayoko even confirmed it, he's like, no, they're not meeting with him. This isn't right. a thing. The Niners are not going in on Deshaun Watson. No, I think it's still I, Trey Lance season. <laughs> oh, 100%. And let, let me say this, Ed, you have to understand, it's almost like going back to the draft when everybody was saying we're going to take Mac Jones at three. Okay, people are going to spin their narratives and whatever. The 49ers don't leak people. No. Why would Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch allow this information to get out there? Because if there's even a 5% chance you're keeping Trey Lance, you're causing divide in that relationship. Yeah. So that doesn't even make sense to me. Two, 
if you look at what the Texans want, they want three first-rounders and three players, minimum. We don't have first-rounders this year or next year. So are we We picked 61 this year. It's not yeah. even close to a first-rounder. So where's that coming from? And three, let me say this. What Deshaun Watson does not fit our narrative or our character as a team. Now, and, and I keep bringing this up in my emails because I got a lot of these, and that's okay. I appreciate everybody reaching out, as you always do. This is a post Ruben Foster team and locker room. I feel like that was such a turning point where the team backed him up. And then whenever, you know, it happened again in the hotel room, they cut him the day of the game. Um, I don't know. Uh, Chris, uh, walk me through. Like, talk to me about this team and the character issues. We had rumors about Frank Clark. We had rumors about, like, I just can't see this front office bringing in somebody with this type of character issues. Yeah, and I mean, I it's a sticky situation because these are things, these are topics I don't like to totally get into on Twitter because somebody can sway it a certain way, but allegedly these things have happened. And now I, I think I'm coming from it from a lens that, like, I have been through some pretty horrible things with that ex-boyfriend, you know, like I've had some sexual assault stuff happen to me. I've been a little vocal about it on, on Twitter and I'm strong from it now. And I get that. But for me to read, you know, 22 women and like, even if one of them is right and all the rest of them were lying, like that's still one person that didn't deserve that to happen. Allegedly. I'm not saying it happened. I'm just saying this is a situation exactly like you said, is it something we want to take a chance on that eventually even one of those one of those women is true. One of them is telling the truth. And then that, you know, at some point in the season, the guy that we went all in on is gone because, you know, something did happen that he was denying, denying, denying. So I don't know if that's something that Kyle and Lynch want to go in on. I just personally, yeah. I feel like that's, you stay away from it. You've got the guy that the kid, you know, you've got the kid that you're going all in on. Like, this is what we wanted to happen. We sit him for the year and then he comes in and he does his thing. Why would we take the chance and give away the whole farm for something that potentially could go wrong throughout the season. Like, I just don't think it's a good idea. I, I man, I very well said. And again, think about every single time we have uh, a press conference with John Lynch. What does he say? Oh, well, we really liked his character off the field. Oh, well, we really liked, he's just a real high character guy. We even have an award that we give to draft prospects that are gold helmet guys, right? So why would you, I, I don't know, man. And I, the legal stuff, I want to stay away from as much as possible, but 22 voices matter. They matter to me. And, you know, if you want to be one of these teams that kind of champions, you know, winning the right way with culture guys and building for tomorrow and all these things, this move does not align with that. Now, yeah. sticking with Deshaun Watson, because unfortunately, one, he's not coming here. Two, the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo are kind of predicated upon where he does land. Okay, so I think the two, really now three, the the entire um, NFC South is all in on this guy, right? So you have obviously the Bucks; they have their quarterback. Yeah. But outside of that, the Bucks have their guy, Tom Brady. He's not coming here either. Yeah. But whether it's New Orleans now, Atlanta's in the mix. Then Carolina's there. You have those three teams that have been given permission to interview in their meeting, and now you just added the Browns to this mix as well. Now, here's the one thing that I want to talk about, and we'll, we'll expand on this a little bit. Deshaun's not finishing his interviews till tomorrow because he has to approve. He has a no-trade clause, kind of like Jimmy did last year. The 49ers aren't moving Jimmy until after this gets solved. 
Where do you think Deshaun Watson winds up, and how does that help with the Jimmy situation or hurt with the Jimmy situation? You know, I, again, like, I haven't been, for my own personal reasons, I haven't been paying attention much to Deshaun Watson because, you know, I'm happy for him. If he goes to a good team, great. I just don't want him on our squad. But there's a little birdie that I've been talking to a couple people, and they seem to think that he's going to the Falcons. That's kind of where I think potentially that could happen. The Falcons are a team that, you know, they're looking for that guy. They're looking for somebody to get them back to a Super Bowl situation. And I know Deshaun Watson, he's a good quarterback. I'm not sitting here saying that he's not. Right. Like He has the talent. I think he could fit well with their scheme. I just, you know, when the Browns got added in there, it's kind of the same thing. Like, what are they going to give <laughs> in order to get? But, like, they did trade to get Amari Cooper. I feel like they're trying to do some big things. So, right. I don't know if the Browns are a, a big suitor for him. But I would say probably the Falcons or the Panthers. That's what I'm leaning towards for him. I saw, um, I don't remember who put it out. I want to make sure I give them credit. But I saw that Deshaun Watson reached out to the Falcons organization himself to try to broker this deal, um, which would be interesting because you'd have to assume Matt Ryan would be a part of that trade, um, which would be, again, crazy. And I'd be totally cool with that because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to the Falcons. They got Matt Ryan there. That's not happening. However, the other teams in the NFC South, they could fit, right? Carolina, that could fit. Uh, the Saints, 100% could fit. So yeah. if I had my way where he goes, I would say the Browns um, or 100% just what you said. Like I think the Falcons would make sense because it keeps those possibilities of Jimmy being um, traded to him. Now, here, here's the next issue because I think that this is a big deal. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's salary cap hits Wednesday. A lot of people keep saying if they can't get the trade done by Wednesday, which I do not believe they will, should they cut them, cut Jimmy Garoppolo just to get that money? And I, I think there's two ways of looking at this. One, what would you do? But two, what Kyle Shanahan's going to do? Because I think <laughs> Shanahan's not cutting Jimmy, right? There's zero chance he's going to do that. I mean, okay, so explain this to me. If we cut him, what happens with his salary? So there's two stipulations there. He's got a seven and a half million dollar kind of guarantee that right. we would have to pay initially, right? So okay. 25 million, you know, seven and a half, we would still keep against the cap until he gets re-signed. If he gets signed okay. for over seven million, then we get the full 25, I think 0.7 back in cap relief for the new league year. Um, so that's what happens if you get cut, which is a lot of money, especially yeah. you see what's being passed down free agency right now. Right. So that's what I'm thinking. There is some benefit towards the cutting situation, right? And wouldn't it give Jimmy also kind of the control to pick and choose a little bit of where he wants to go? It's not just, hey, you're going to get dealt to this location. Kind of gives him back some of maybe what he was feeling when they announced they were going to make that trade to get Trey Lance, you know, and, and trade up in the draft and, and go and get their guy. So, I mean, maybe Jimmy's holding on to a little bit of resentment of what happened and, you know, last season with all this and maybe he wants to take that control back i have been seeing some reports about yeah. that his agent is don Yee. even said that too yeah yeah and and don Yee is an incredible agent you know this guy's gonna try and get him the best deal possible for jimmy garoppolo and i do think that gives him some of that control back that being said i don't think kyle wants to give that i don't think kyle wants to just you know cut the guy and then you know they say their goodbyes and that's it and jimmy gets to do whatever I still feel like if they have a trade yeah. on, on the table that makes sense for the Niners, that they get everything that they want, you know, maybe not everything, but close enough. 
I think Kyle's still going to try and, and do the trade, but the deadlines are coming. It's getting a little bit like, okay, we got to make a move. Something's going to happen. I read somewhere that if we don't make the trade now, it's not going to happen until training camp, which then what happens? Like that's crazy. That's bananas to me, you know? So I, I'm leaning towards the cut, but I don't think Kyle's going to do that. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And oh my gosh, look at this. We got some breaking news uh, for you draft Knicks out there. Watch. Hey, we got to talk about this. Crystal's coming to Vegas. And she's going to be with us days one and day two in the draft in Las Vegas. We got the best draft party. When we set out to do this, this thing, which the amount of money we put to this is awesome because our whole entire thing was, okay, let's throw money out the window because that's what we do here at this stupid podcast. Uh, not smart wise. Uh, I'm glad my wife's not listening right now. We wanted to create the best fan experience for 49ers at the draft. The draft is like my thing. Uh, that's how I became like the biggest fan ever, right? So we're throwing this huge party. Crystal's coming out. She's going to be broadcasting live with us. If you haven't already gone and got your tickets, go to 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm oh, sorry. Oops, I had too many things. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com and buy your tickets for days one and day two. Now, day one, Elijah Mitchell, Fred Warner are going to be there. We got so many giveaways. We've got so many podcasters. It's going to be incredible. Open bar, food, everything included. Brand new club that just opened literally a month ago. Friday, day two, which the 49ers are going to be much more heavily impacted. A um, lot more picks, which we're going to update. New comp picks just came out. And good news for the 49ers. But on top of that, it's going to be at a local brewery uh, in Las Vegas, and it's just going to be a lot more low-key, chill, much more football-driven and all that stuff. So go get your tickets. Now, Crystal, are you a Vegas person? I think yeah, you're a Vegas person. Yeah, this will person. be my 10th time. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Vancouver. It was literally like a $100 flight for us to go. My girlfriends and I went all the time. Been with a couple boyfriends. It's been fun, yeah. That is awesome. Uh, so if you want to come out, meet us, party with us, all those things, and just enjoy the experience because it's going to be great. I don't know how many draft parties where you get to hang out with an all-pro linebacker and a stud rookie that led the team in rushing and never fumbled, by the way, um, all year. Now, this just came out from Tom Pelissero. The NFL has awarded their compensation pick. So bear with me because I'm reading from this live um, just off of Twitter. The 49ers have been awarded the number 102 pick. That's the Mike McDaniel pick, right? Because he has the biracial background, counts as a minority hire. We get that pick added on there and another third round pick next year, which we'll probably end up trading. So that's pick 102. Also interesting, 102. I think that's where we drafted Ambry Thomas. I think he was pick 102 as well. I could be wrong on that. Um, I think it was around there. Now, not only that, um, we also get pick 105, which I think we traded. Um, I he think was that 102, was, by the way. You were right. Boom. There we go. There nice. we go. Uh, we do get pick 105 as well, but I think we traded that in the trade land still, or we traded one of those. I'm not sure which one will be attributed to Mike McDaniels, but we get our third rounder. Now, here's the biggest news. We get two six-round pick compensatory picks. Nobody had this projected. Everybody thought we would be getting three-sevenths. Nope. We get two sixths and one seventh. So True. this is great news. So yeah. we get picks number 220 and 221, the last two picks of the seventh round. And then we get Mr. Irrelevant, the very last pick in the seventh round, pick number oh 262. Gosh. So Amazing. this is great news today, at least for me, where the 49ers have had so much success in the fifth and sixth rounds, we get two more swings at it. Crystal, tell me what's up with this, man. I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling really good. Okay. So, I mean, 
at any point you have John John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan picking your picks, great. But the fact that we have even more picks to pick from, and like I have a pretty hefty list of dudes that I've been like, okay, this is the guy I want, this is the guy I want. Maybe they're gonna look at this guy, you know. And then with obviously what happened with um with Ward today, like that was huge. So I mean, or I woke up to the news this morning. So I really wanted to go in on a cornerback, and I was like thinking to myself, is this something we can do? But now obviously with these picks i think we get another little rookie cornerback why not right yes. oh this is exciting this is exciting. yes yes this is <laughs> awesome so this is the thing i mean this is way more draft capital to jump up and jump down all those things our first pick currently is not till 61 now if the jimmy g trade does happen um i think you're looking at you know best case scenario second round pick uh probably going to be like a third and a conditional pick for the following year but it's right. not like we're we have 10 picks it, yeah. We have a lot of draft capital, just not that early kind of premium pick in the first round, which is okay because I've been saying for a long time, I have my fewest as I'm going through all my draft work and all these different positions. I only have 14 first round graded players right now. I have 40 second rounders. So wow. just off my own personal, whatever, way less at the top, but it's a much deeper class than normal. Yeah. And so the 49ers are going to get a stud there at 61, and I would be willing to bet they're going to bounce around. John Lynch trades so much in the draft. Um, it's crazy. Now, let's talk about a new 49er, which I just finished a full breakdown on Patreon, an additional breakdown on YouTube. You want to go check that out. But let's talk about Charvarius Ward, um, who, man, what a cool story. And at a huge position of need. Chris, what do you know about this guy? What do you like about this guy? Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Oh, man. Okay, so I know that the Niners showed interest in Ward at the NFL Combine back in March, like early March. So um, they needed to address the cornerback situation. We know this. This was something we've been like, okay, what are we going to do? I was thinking we were going to go, even though it's 61st pick, I'm like, they're going to take a corner. But this move was huge. This is something everybody was hyping up for a while. There's a big signing happening, da-da-da. He's only 25 years old. He's turning 26 in May, which, I mean, that's still very young for a cornerback. Um, you look at just the way that he plays, like he's really good on uh, press coverage. So I've been watching a lot of his film and everything. And you look at when he's up against any man and and look at our division, we've got like some of the worst receivers to go against. Like Cooper cup is one of them. I had him on my fantasy team and that guy did amazing for me. I came second in fantasy, which is awesome. But when you're playing against him in real life football, that's not fun. Like (laughs) you don't want to go against that kind of guy. And now we have something like somebody like Ward, who, you know, his character, you know how we talked a lot about character and everything? His character outside of the game of football, too, is incredible. I've already reached out to him. This is somebody that I wanted to do, like, a get-to-know-you kind of fun piece for my website. Oh, reached nice. out to him, and he already got back to me. And so I'm praying that the interview is going to happen. So hopefully it does. If you guys have any questions you want me to ask, feel free to shoot me a DM. Um, but, yeah, he's That really is cool awesome. Too. Way to go, Chris. That's, that's huge. <laughs> he followed me back on Twitter and everything, too. I'm kind of excited. So, yeah, I mean, he played last season with the Chiefs. I did a little bit of digging. Like, you saw against Jamar Chase how well he he came out against him. You know what I mean? Like, you put him against people like that, and he's going to get the ball. He's going to get in the way. He's like he's just incredible. I'm, I'm excited about him. I think that you put him, him and Emmanuel Mosley side by side, that's a dual threat, man. Like, I'm... I'm excited for that. That's oh. something I haven't seen in a while. Like we saw JV at the beginning of last season. I was so excited to see what he was going to do for us. Obviously that injury happened and it was really sad, but this is something to get excited about. This is somebody, you know, we can look forward to a, this season with the cornerback position again, which is really nice. I freaking love it, man. And I love that you brought up the Jamar Chase thing because I got a clip for it. So I'm going to just show a real quick clip. We did this on Patreon. And so again, if you want to catch any of this breakdowns, whatever, again, it's always, you don't like it, 100% money back guaranteed. If you want to support the show, that's a wonderful place to go do it. But here's a clip of, man, our new corner against Jamar Chase in the red zone. And this was the uh, AFC Championship game. So this is when it matters. So we're going to cut to this clip now. We'll be right back with you. That is unreal. You Again, you want to know what he brings? This is him against Jamar Chase in the red zone, one-on-one. Got some safety help to the inside, but he doesn't need it. Man, that is good. Look at that. Stretches. I don't know if he got his hand on this ball or not, but contested catches. That's what it is. That's what he brings. Next-gen stats have him at a 46.6 expected completion percentage, which was first in the NFL. It's hard to complete passes against this guy. Great in the run game. He's got top end speed, 4-4-4-40 guy, and he just he's a fighter. He, he it's it's tough. His entire career, undrafted free agent to the Cowboys. Uh the Chiefs saw something and traded for him and he stepped in and beat out Brashad Breland for the starting job at a very young age. And here he is. I mean, he's just a baller. That's against Jamar Chase, man. What else do you want to see? Right? What else do you want to see? I, I, I love it, man. I'm excited about this this signing. And, like, I'll say this. You know, I'll throw this out there, too. When you're, like, I believe in investing in people. That That's just kind of, you know, whether it's a teacher or whatever. It's just you invest in good people. This is a good dude. 
You go back and read the stories of his childhood, which has been put out there, and like how he had this bone issue and had to have surgery, was in the wheelchair whenever he was little, couldn't see, so he got held back in school. They didn't know he had bad eyesight. And whenever I watch the film, corners are interesting because usually the further you get away from the ball, they get a little more chippy and, you know, attitude, me, me, me. You don't see this on film. He makes a huge play against Chase Claypool and puts him on the ground, picks him up afterwards. He gets beat on a slant route, pops up, doesn't say anything, no bad body language. He is just calm, cool, collected, and it makes sense for somebody that had to scrap his way up. I mean, he went to community college. Then he went to Tennessee uh, Valley. I mean, like, the undrafted free agent. Like, this dude has fought for everything that he has. Now, I reached out to some Chiefs fans, which I know is like an oxymoron. Uh, <laughs> they're pissed. They didn't want this guy gone because he's one of those character guys. And again, mm-hmm. back to what we should talk about with Deshaun. This team continues to build with good quality, high character people. We put a premium on that. Um, yeah. I think that's important. I think that's important. I definitely think so. And you know what? This is, it's not only just a numbers game because I know a lot of people are like, we got to look at the stats. We got to look at the player based on what they can produce on the field. Right. But that's not always what it's about. And this guy, we're not only getting the numbers. Like I think since 2019, he only allowed his completion percentage was like 49.8, which is crazy. That's the lowest out of everybody. And so he's putting up the numbers. Like he's an incredible player on the field, but like you said, he's he's somebody that had to scrap his way to where he is right now. That that creates a different type of character that you know when they're out on that field, they're going to give everything they have because they're living out a dream that maybe other people said that they could never get to. And I'm somebody who understands that more than yeah. anybody. Like you, you, you go after something and people are like, you can't get there. Something happens and you're like, oh, you're not going to get there. But this guy's been through it all and like, look at where he is. So yeah. he's going to play with every part of his heart and his soul. And that that is something we need on our team. He's just a lunch pail guy. You know what I mean? And Carl asked a question, did we overpay? So understand this. When free agency happens, the very first numbers you see out there are leaked by the agent. And so they're the inflated numbers. So the first one was three-year, $42 million. Like, that's what we paid. Well, hold right. on just a second. That's that's not the reality of the situation. Now, if that's the case, that's $14 million per year. Everything is high in this year's free agency class. But when you look at the guaranteed, it's just under $27 million. This dude's getting $9 million a year. That's not even close to top-end money. On top yeah. of that, he's 25. He's 25 years old. This kid's young. And so you're getting him in the prime of his career. A lot of people wanted to talk about Stefan Gilmore, and I'm not going against him. He's a stud. He's north of 30. You're getting somebody in their prime. Um, And I think that's important. You paid a lot less. Stefan Gilmore is going to go for more than this. So I personally don't think we overpaid, but we'll have to see what the incentives looks like, the cap things and all that. But um, this is, this is a fun guy. I'm excited to have him. And JC Jackson, didn't he go for like 20 million a year for the first two years? I think it came out like 18 million average, but yes, you're correct. Okay. So everybody was okay paying him that much. Why is this such a big deal? Also, there might be more value in paying less, like what we did for him. Cause he's more of like a second tier cornerback from what I've understood. He's not going to be one of those elite guys like a JC Jackson or a Gilmore, but that could benefit us because it means that he will mold better into our system. 
Yeah, and and again, cornerback is what everybody wanted. I, I've been saying from the start, we're going to get one in free agency and we're going to draft one. Now, if our current situation held, and let's just say these are our three corners right now, I think you move Emmanuel Mosley inside to the slot, which he played his rookie year, and you keep Ambry Thomas outside. But if you draft somebody that can play a slot corner, I don't know. Does Mosley start outside or does Ambry Thomas start outside? Chris, and I think this is a good problem to have, but in your opinion... Who would be the starter opposite? Because Ward's cornerback one. The money says so. Um, yeah. Who would start opposite him outside if we did get another starter uh, for slot corner? Okay, so I definitely think I got to go with Manny Mosley for sure. Like Manny Mosley's my guy. I interviewed him before. He, you know, like you said, like in his rookie year, that's where he was playing anyways. He's got the versatility. I think the two of them side by side, that, that could be a very – big deal. You know, I don't think anybody's going to want to go up against those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like it. I, I really do like it. And I agree with you. I think Mosley is very, very undervalued. Now um, Ellis says this, I read that Ward is a great press corner. He's a great press corner against bigger guys. Like if you go watch the Steelers game, he shadowed Chase Claypool, wherever Chase Claypool was on the field. That's who he went after. So the strengths of Ward are number one, he doesn't give up separation. Number two, amazing tackler. Okay, and I, I said this in one of my breakdowns. He's has he has ten career missed tackles. Okay, two hundred twenty two uh, career tackles. I think off the top of my head. Wow. To put that in perspective, Tart twelve missed tackles last year. Manuel Mosley, who I love, twelve missed tackles last year. This guy ten through four years. He's an amazing yeah. tackler. So he's somebody that can play press against bigger wide receivers. He's not a small shifty wide receiver guy. So you're talking DK Metcalf. You're talking Hopkins. You're talking Robert Woods, right? That's our division. That's where he's going to be. Now I'm curious, will D'Amico Ryans allow him to shadow the bigger wide receivers or will we just stick them on one side like we've done? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Do you let, – let, let's shift a little bit. Chris, in your opinion – D'Amico Ryans, we got lucky in getting him back. We could have lost him this year, too. Do yeah. you think that we're going to see some more adjustments from him, or is it just going to kind of be the same old defense we've had since Sala showed up? Uh, where do you where do you fit on that? I do think he'll build build on the foundation, but, like, I, I think when, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Like, that's that whole saying, right? And the last couple years when we've had this solid defense and everything, aside from the 2020 season when everybody and their dog was injured, we're not going to talk about that one. But 2019 season, <laughs> last year, I mean, we had a defensive core and a and a plan that Salah put in place, and then D'Amico Ryans comes in and kind of builds on that, but keeps it fairly similar. I don't think you change it. I think you stick with, you right. know, what you know, but also play up the value that you have with these new players like Ward, right? Like, you do want to see what he's good at and adjust, make those little adjustments, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change too much. Yeah. Now, I saw PFF put in their scouting report of Charvarius Ward that he's not a good slot uh, guy. I don't know where that came from. And as I was watching the film, yeah, press man, that's kind of where he excelled. But, man, his transitions in zone coverage, I had no issues with whatsoever. So I, I think perhaps the writer of that, I don't know who that is, but whoever said that maybe didn't see it, so they put that. I wouldn't say he's bad at zone coverage. I, I don't think that makes sense. And in today's kind of scheme, coverage-wise, whenever I'm coaching zone or man, if I'm coaching zone, I say, hey, it's zone till somebody gets close, then it's man. So yeah. if you can play man, you can play zone. 
However, yeah. there are a few corners. There are some corners that can play zone, but not man. It, it, it doesn't flip both sides, right? I tell yeah. my students all the time, and this always confuses them. All squares are rectangles. Not all rectangles are squares. And then they kind of look at me like my dog. But I think that applies to this situation. Um, if you can play man coverage in the NFL, you can play zone. So I don't know where – I think pro football focus is where I read that, and I didn't like it. Um, yeah. And, oh, look at this. We're forgetting somebody. Justin, thank you. Demo. Diamador Lenore. All right. I would be very happy with this. I loved Demo last year whenever it was like the preseason and all that stuff. Yeah. And then they just kind of moved away from him. But I felt like we didn't get to see his full beast mode, you know? Like I feel like there's yeah. a lot more there. I like it. I like it. Well, this has been awesome, Chris. I think we need to do this a little more often. Yes, um, please. <laughs> I really appreciate the back and forth. This is fun. Uh, so real quick, let's let's jump back for those of you that maybe miss. Oh, I got to give away a T-shirt. But before we do that, um, one more time, please share where everybody can find you. If you haven't already, you all probably follow her. But if you don't, one more plug, uh, Chris, tell them where they can find all your stuff. Yeah, so I have my website, northernfaithful.com. I haven't been writing as much because I've been off in Italy doing my thing, working a nine-to-five job, which I've never had in my life. You know, this is the first time I've ever had, like, a salaried sports job, which is fun. But um, I do have my Northern Faithful. I'll be writing all my draft stuff for there. I'll be doing a lot of different coverage for 49ers, obviously, alongside John Chapman and some amazing media members when I get to Vegas, which I'm so excited about. And then go follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm at Crystal Score, just as you see it as my name down there. The U is before the O. <laughs> the U is before the O. I messed it up whenever I first typed it, and I had to go back and change it on every channel. But I was like, man, I don't want to mess it You got it, though, up. man. That's amazing. Well, there we go. All right, we talked about how we're doing 10 uh, giveaways in a row the next 10 episodes. So I want to say congratulations to ARRJZ3 on Twitter. I uh, want to say congrats to you. I need you to reach out to me. Email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com, and I'm going to get you that shirt. Uh, so, again, congratulations to RJZ3 um, and everybody, Countdown Crew people. If you did not win, guess what? We got eight more chances the next eight episodes in a row. And, man, if you want to hang out with us, we're going to be in Vegas. I really hope you guys get your tickets because it's going to be a really, really good time. So, uh, Chris, just want to say thank you. Um, really appreciate your time and your energy and just being positive all the freaking time. Um, absolutely awesome. I love positive people. I don't like negative people too much. No, me neither. Uh, <laughs> all right, Chris, thanks a lot. Really appreciate thank having Thank you for me. having me, John. Take care, See you guys. guys. And as always, stay strong, faithful. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.